0: My guests this week are Pat and Suzanne Jerome Taylor. The Taylors have been a part of the Memphis music scene for years. From the Memphis Garage Bands, Pat has been a member of, to their solo projects, and of course, The Breaks. We're going to be talking about it all. I'm Mitch McCracken, and this is Memphis Music Interview. The thing about Memphis music is it's not just the blues, you know. It's oh, everyone. that's right.
1: Because I'm not a blues singer. <laughs> no. And I really consider myself a songwriter, too. Mm-hmm. And I've been lucky enough to have five other artists record songs that I've co-written. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it makes you feel good as a songwriter.
0: Right, you know, exactly. So, uh,
1: it's not just all about uh, the blues in this city. I don't think right so. right you know,
0: right or or soul and R&B yeah, you know well, I mean there's a, I mean there's rockabilly I mean it yeah, is yeah. You know, we touched everything mm-hmm. and other cities who are known for music yeah. have have one specific sound like Nashville's country right you know and and But it's know, getting and, and, a
1: lot more uh pop yeah, too, <laughs> yeah you
0: know well country in general yeah yeah, I mean, it's like if the Eagles or Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young came out now, yeah, <laughs> they'd <right>. be country. <laughs> that,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: When I did the female vocalist thing, uh-huh. Okay, the whole reason I did that was to promote the Reba. rerun of Rebus Because I knew she was going to be in the top three, you know. And so they don't go, oh, okay, well, if you like her so much, make sure you look. Did you see how many votes that you got on the... Uh, the, the surveys that I did I'm on Facebook,
1: just, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah,
0: really. yeah.
1: You I'm know, because I really haven't been out there doing very much uh, in the last several years.
0: But right, but you know that doesn't really matter when you make an impression.
1: Well, you know, that, and, that's and, and very and sweet. The,
0: the people in Memphis grew up with mm-hmm. you. You know, uh, with you and Pat, and uh, I, I remember. Well, I knew about the village sound while I was in high school right but then you know people like you know Edgewood and uh, D Beaver and and hot dogs you know and so um man that was uh, that was a good era you for know, really Memphis music and and then you said you said okay now do the men and so then I did the men and then I said this one and that. do you know that I got over 1600 uh responses in those uh, so oh that, yes. But well
1: I knew the guitar player was really I mean I laugh about that because I thought everybody in the world is a guitar player in Memphis and oh, I was yeah. really laughing and I would keep leaving out people that I loved. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'd have to go yeah. back and say, Oh gosh, I'm sorry I forgot yeah. Buddy and Paul and yeah. you know, yeah. all these people.
0: Well see and that gave and what that did is that gave me a great source.
1: Well, good. Uh,
0: to go to for interviews. But for
1: me, I don't think I mentioned but, Trey Briggs.
0: No, you didn't. But because you you got me going on the surveys, oh, I, got you. I mentioned this guy named Gary Harrison who went to Frazier. Well, mm-hmm. Trey sent me a message, a private message. and said, hey, I went to Frazier. and I'm a songwriter. So I said, well, let's do an interview. And then he told me he had 10 uh, number one country hits.
2: Oh, man, the guy is awesome. Now that,
1: I know. yeah, he's is. awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, and he's such a good guy. Pat, if you get tired or you want to quit, okay, you just tell me. Okay. All right, because so, I don't want to push you. My head falls straight
2: over. <laughs> That'll
0: be it. Okay. First of all, you know, I, I want to talk about your careers, both separately and together. But I also want to talk about the love affair because I think most people in Memphis are as interested in that as they are the music. Just because it's uh it's it's a happy story, it's a good story. Yeah. Kinda of freaked me out. Uh you had a single that was called Wanted forever happy end. end. Yeah. Yes, uh, man. And I was like,
1: no. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that song was great. We we got to write that with uh, Randy Goodrum, and probably the quickest song we've ever written. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like five hours. It was done. Oh really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a he's a well known mm-hmm. uh, songwriter. He did Oh Sherry. For journey and yeah then, yeah, well,
0: yeah uh uh-uh, uh not for journey Steve Steve, Perry. Steve Perry. well
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah same thing same thing yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh, he had written a lot of great uh, a lot of great songs and we mm-hmm. were just honored you know we're gonna throw in that room in there with him and oh uh, yeah it, it was, was it was great though I mean yeah. it came together so quickly mm-hmm. and it was.
0: Yeah. Painless. It was painless. It was. It really yeah, was. It really
1: yeah. was. Yeah.
0: And I got a lot of people um, that wanted me to talk to you about the Village Sound. Okay. So basically, and now, now was that the first group that you were in?
2: Well, I was in a couple of groups before that. The Castleman and the Foremost went by real quick, and then the Village Sound got thrown together. Um, Greg Redding and his brother Dan. mm Hmm. I'm not sure if Greg was actually in the band yet, but that happened real fast too. Uh-huh. The Village Sound kind of went into a, a metamorphosis, and we, or however you would say that, and somehow we came out as the Village Sound, and then uh, and we played for a long time as one set of fellas, and then uh, David Mayo and Ray Sanders. Uh, and maybe one other, and I, some bass player, oh, that was Ray Sanders. So David Mayo and Ray Sanders joined the group. Mm-hmm. Richie Simpson, uh-huh. the drummer. All right, at that point, we became basically the group that did Three Dog Night a lot and that right. sort of thing, three singers. Right. So when David Mayo joined, that's when we had three singers.
0: Okay, and is that is that why you had, just because he he could and...
2: Or or were you
0: looking for three singers?
2: We just thought to ourselves, it was Taft and I, Taft Laster was singing with me. Mm -hmm. And the two of us were doing good, but our third part harmony was kind of a struggle to make it fit real good, like like three instruments. Mm -hmm. We had two guys that knew how to sing and make it really sound good, but everybody else was playing an instrument. They couldn't let go enough to really put that third part harmony in. Mm -hmm. So we thought when David Mayo became available, we thought, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. this would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. So when we got together with him and Ray Sanders and then Richie on drums, we just thought this is heaven. Right. This is perfect. Well, then, you know, Three Dog Night were coming out at that time, and we were listening to the hip stuff that was out. They weren't even on the radio yet. Right. That much. Uh-huh. Somebody got the record or something, or either we just heard it the first thing on the air, but it hadn't become a hit yet. Right. And so we were doing Celebrate and all those tunes. And right. We would go play all these, you know, sock hops and things. And before you know it, we were just, you know, basically Three Dog Night. Right. And right. people just loved that band for a long time, but we had to play at the shell with a lot of big groups, mm-hmm. like almond Brothers cactus, whoever uh, that was and It could have been Edgewood that I played some of those shows with mm-hmm. because I'm kind of fuzzy with that but uh, after the village sound, I got with Edgewood, right, which right. is David Beaver
0: one more question about. Uh, the Village Sound. Did y'all okay. eventually get away from the from the Three Dog Night stuff and get into the Almond Brothers and Zeppelin and that? Well, kind I of mean, stuff? The,
2: the Three Dog Night was not all we played. We right. played, um, we played all kinds of stuff. I mean, we would play, just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know that thing. Yeah. And we would play. A, Wood. And then we would do the Almond Brothers, of course, and we would uh-huh. do Three Dog Night. But we played a large. Uh, cut of what was really hip out but it was hard stuff Mm -hmm. most bands weren't trying to do that stuff right and so to us we were like a band that was really uh, not scared to do you know, some of that stuff that was out. Mm -hmm. And so people really liked that a lot, I guess. Right. That was basically it.
0: And so when did you learn to play the guitar? Was that when you were in Village Sound? Nobody
2: would ever let me touch their guitar in the Village Sound. Um, It was, you know, I wanted to play guitar. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, it was like... Mine. They'd go outside to, you know, smoke a cigarette or whatever. And uh, and I would... um, boy, I just want to stay in there and play somebody's guitar or instrument, anything at all. And they'd all go, come on, Pat, make me go outside. And yeah, guitar. It was too pretty
1: and sang too good to oh, learn how to play guitar. Too. Yeah, yeah, right. I just did not want to play. I mean, I wanted to play
2: guitar so bad, but nobody gave me the chance. Yeah. Until Edgewood.
0: Oh, okay, so that's when you started playing uh, playing guitar with Edgewood? With Edgewood.
2: But I sang lead with Edgewood for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But then they said, I think it was David Beaver um, and maybe Mayo, the two of them, I'm not sure, but it was David Beaver for sure that said, um, we need another guitar player, we need a rhythm guitar player. Uh And that's when I said, I'll do it gladly. Wow. Um, And I got a guitar from... um, I don't know how I got it, but somehow I got a an SG, a Gibson SG, I think, uh-huh. from uh, Larry Raspberry. I think they loaned it to me or something. I don't uh-huh. remember at the time how I got it, but I started playing guitar uh, at Mike Bleeker's back house. We used to practice all uh-huh. the time. Uh-huh. And, um, and that's when Mike Bleeker pra- played drums for us, by the way. Uh-huh. Anyway, then... Uh, that really bloomed into me playing rhythm guitar, and I would start diddle a diddling a little and playing a little lead on the side. Mm-hmm. I remember asking Jimmy Tarbutton if he would um, teach me some things one day, and he said, "Teach you? Nobody taught me. Learn for yourself." Wow. <laughs> well, that was kind of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of you know I I, I took that as. It's not going to be that easy. Uh-huh. I'm just going to have to start watching people a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't YouTube back in those days. Yeah, right. You could sit there and watch somebody's hand and learn to play all day mm-hmm. long. So anyway, that was it. That was long and short of it. I started playing in Edgewood. And um, when we played those dates at the uh, Shell, I was playing guitar. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I was.
0: Right. But right.
2: I had a Black Les Paul at the time, too. Wow. Which was cool.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's great. When, now, um, how long were you with Edgewood? No idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, tell the truth. <laughs> yeah.
1: tell the truth. <laughs> well, then you went on to to be in, uh, you know, Jaguar. Well, combinations. Because combination, yeah. Edgewood
2: then formed into combinations, well, which uh-huh. was David Beaver, again, David Mayo, um... Tommy Cathy played bass. Jimmy Jameson sang with us.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. We had a great band. Oh, and, it was a great band. And this is this is Jack War? This is Combination. Combination. Yeah. Oh, okay. D Beaver and Combination. So, oh, 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 okay. So David Beaver, uh, Tommy Cathy, Jimmy Jameson, myself, Joel Williams, and um, I cannot remember this guy's name, but I should. But he used to wear, he was such a hippie and such a, a weird cat <laughs> that he would like wear these Indian dresses and things. And uh, we kind of looked at him and didn't really know, but he was just so good, we didn't care <laughs> what planet he was from. <laughs> we, we had no idea that he would start playing any, any uh, instrument, uh, wind instrument, We mm-hmm. wanted him to play. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Wow! And he played it so uh, successfully that we just loved it, and mm-hmm. it made our band complete. So we were we put out a record, D Beaver and Combinations, and that was a good right. That got a good uh, response around the city. I
0: remember when that came out. Yeah. That was, that was a great album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Thank really you. like that. Thank yeah. you. Well, I
2: appreciate it. I think it was really do think it was before its time because we did some stuff that was really intricate. If you listen to it today, some of the melody lines. You wouldn't think people would have been playing back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were really playing some intricate, and it's really due to David Beaver and I'm thinking Fondral something Fondral, the, the guy's name I was just talking about behind uh-huh. the, the dress. But um, <laughs> it was just, <laughs> David oh, Beaver was a great. Carl songwriter. Marsh was in that group. Also. Oh, right, yeah. was yeah. he? Yeah, Carl yeah. Marsh. So uh-huh. if you think about some of those names, anybody that knows those musicians
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, from Tommy Cathy, Jimmy Jameson. Uh, You know, Joel Williams, uh, David Beaver, Carl Marsh, um, I want to say Jack Fondle, but I'm not sure. And and myself, I was the the lowly guy in the totem pole. I was so lucky to be in there. Mm. And Mount mean, it was just a really good group. But then we went on to something else. Now, what would that have been, Sue?
1: Uh, well goodness now. I was only like 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. So rude, uh, uh, but no, no. I did see you guys, you and Roy Howe at in Jaguar. Oh, Jaguar. Yeah. At uh the Shell. And I was very young.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And you know, who who would have ever known that?
0: Did did you, that, like, did you like him
1: then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> who would have ever known? Hey, yeah. That, uh, I would have known if I'd have seen you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would have ever known? Hey, yeah.
2: I would have known if I'd have seen you. <laughs>
1: Even yeah. yeah. at fourteen. Fifteen, hey, yeah.
2: you know, I'll, I'll wait. wait. I'll
1: wait.
2: Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, I don't know what I went to at that point. But what were you? Well, you doing? were
1: in a lot of bands. bands. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I got them. All right, well, after Jaguar or after uh, Combinations, what did I do? Yankee Dime, there you yeah, go. Yeah, now, Oh, yeah, and that's uh, Yankee
0: Dime it, uh, had uh, uh, Sam Gowan in that. Sam Gowan. Right? Did that
2: come from the Strafers, Yankee Dime? Was that an evolution from the Strafers? No, I don't know what the Strafers. I remember the Strafers' name, but right. I, I, I don't oh, know okay. how yeah. it would have had anything. Yeah, to do it with was us.
0: Sam and Andy Black. and uh, Oh, well, then they uh, came from that group, Steve and came, Johnston. Yeah, and
2: came to us, yeah. yeah. I think Steve probably stayed with them. But, uh, and I know Steve real well. I love that guy. Steve oh, Johnson. I'm telling you. But uh, we didn't play together in that group. Uh-huh. The Yankee Dime was Andy Black. Um, uh, we just mentioned someone. Uh, uh, Sam Gowan. Yeah, Sam Gowan, Andy Black, I think David Mayo, and Randy Copeland ah, okay. played bass. So Randy Copeland played bass, Roy Howell, Walter. Polk was the drummer. Mm-hmm. And I think I've mentioned everybody at that point. Yeah. Condred, who was Sam Gowan, it was Condred Gowan was his name. <laughs> was it
0: then? Was it that far back? I know it is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I saw him not long ago. Uh-huh. Uh I've well, been a, at least a couple of years. Uh-huh.
2: I uh,
0: yeah. saw him at the bank. Oh, at the bank. Yeah, and I recognized him. Uh-huh. And, but he didn't recognize me because. I had hair when he knew me. <laughs> but, well, he looked yeah. the same to me. Yeah, yeah, with the hat. Yeah. But uh, but uh, he told me he was going by Conrad,
2: you know, Conrad. Conrad. Oh. And not Sam. Oh, know. it's Condred, actually. Conrad. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Condred. Yeah. It's been a while. That's yeah, re- Conrad. Who? That's his real name. Condred. Yeah, yeah. Conrad Marcellus. Gowan.
0: <laughs> I'd be called Sam, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I love old Sam. Sam was a good yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a sweetie. And you know the thing about that band? We all were born in July. No kidding. Yeah, all cancerous. You and Roy away. have the same birthday. Roy and I are born on the same birthday. Wow. But, um, we all had the same birthday. All cancers. Uh, Yankee Dime and... We were in another group, too. Who was it? Yankee Diamond Jaguar. So Jaguar was another group of people that a lot of them were were uh, Cancers, too. Mm-hmm. In January. What that has to do with, I don't know, because I'm not a horoscope.
0: Man, I mean either.
2: Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I can I,
1: tell you whatever you want to know.
0: Oh, do you really? I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. I was
0: born on the cusp of Leo and Virgo, which makes me an egotistical virgin. That's
1: all I know. <laughs> 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 oh, go
2: ahead. I'm going to get a beer.
0: So, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about, well, first of all, how did, how did you hook up with Larry Raspberry? How
2: did uh, that happen? Let's see. Larry, Raspberry, and the High Steppers. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to think what band I was in before them. you That was around the time you were doing your solo thing. And was you that went out on breaks? tour. Yeah, was it was breaks. before the breaks. That's about the time you and I fell in love and you went, went out on tour with Larry.
2: Remember? Yeah, but here's what I did I did Jaguar, which was a record group.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and that was after, um, that was after, now you got Delta on here. I was in Delta for a couple of days and never played out. But, oh, we did play one time in Dyersburg, I think. They were around for a long time.
0: Yeah, and didn't they have a lot of uh, uh, group members that were
2: also in Yankee Dime? And well, Jam- Jam- Jameson was in it for a while. Um, hmm um, Reba's husband Wayne uh, right was in it. Wayne Russell. Uh, um, yep. Danny Thompson was a Village Sound member. Mm-hmm. He was in that group. Uh, Bob Horn was in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in it, yeah. There's a picture somewhere out on the, mm-hmm. my Village Sound, out on that web, uh-huh. a picture of that group when I was with them. Okay. So I'd have to look at that and tell you. And after Jaguar. I think I then got into, I may have got into Z, uh, Z at the time, mm-hmm. which was after Zyder Z or something like that. Yeah. They, that was with Richard Orange. I was right. with them for about five, six months or maybe longer. I don't know. But that was kind of short. Then I got with Larry Raspberry and the High Steppers. I was a high stepper. and um, You were on that record. I was on the record, uh, No Accident. That's, <laughs> no, that's all right. That's right. But I think I went on the road with them pretty much real quick. Yes. Well, well, no, yeah. The guys in the band, I was so lucky to be in that group. Because number one, Larry will teach you how to get up off your butt and get ready for that song coming up within the next second. This wow. is not stand around and talk about it. What's up next? Take a drink. It's one, two, three, F. Wow. You know I mean, one, two, three, G. That's the way we did songs. Wow, so you I mean you got to that thing real quick, and we didn't know exactly what rhythm, what you know, because he's banging on it. He would go one, two,
1: three, yeah,
2: we're just go, oh. and that's the way he talks yeah, too. Yeah, but we got, we got used to it. Yeah, we got used to it. The, the guys that were doing it with me were Greg Morrow, uh, who is one of the greatest drummers out of Nashville mm-hmm. right now. He's been on every hit record you can imagine. And Greg, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, Trey Bruce, yeah,
0: he brought him <SSSSS- to Nashville, yeah. He plays, yeah.
2: he plays with Trey a lot on all the demos and records that mm-hmm. Trey does, right. And I mean, he's played on stuff that your jaw would drop if you knew. And Mike Brignardella, mm-hmm. it's Mike Briggs, mm-hmm. but those yeah. are the two guys that I played with in that band. So I was so fortunate to have gotten the um. Just the learning facility from Larry Raspberry was so great. He taught me so much about being professional and getting with it real quick. And uh, I had to learn how to, you know, just no standing around, no doing it. This is a show. We're going to put a show on. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We play till we quit. Mm -hmm. And it was that kind of a deal. I was really glad to have that and then to have played with Mike and Greg mm-hmm. was, r- again, I was the low guy on the totem pole. So, I mean, I've always been the, the just lucky to have been there in these bands. Mm-hmm. Seriously, just unbelievably lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then and, and that was Larry Raspberry and the High Steppers. So, yeah. I believe after Larry Raspberry and the High Steppers... And hot dog was back in there somewhere mm-hmm. with um, <laughs> yeah. back in uh, somewhere between here. Mm-hmm. Hot dog was because um, we were dating during that time. That's right. That was David Beaver and um, and Greg Redding and uh, a friend of mine from Florida, Rick Tucker, who played drums, and we played all over Missouri and. Uh, and which one is this? Uh, that's a hot dog oh yeah we yeah. were the second incarnation of hot dogs. right right and that lasted for oh four or five months you uh-huh. know like a lot of these bands lasted for a half a year a year something yeah like that that's how i got to be this this old <laughs> but anyway then after larry raspberry and the high steppers uh-huh that's when i met my beautiful wife
0: ah and okay oh now, boy when you started to record um uh, Memphis, I'm Coming Home to You. You were working on a record deal then, right?
1: That was after. I, before Memphis, I'm Coming Home to You, I right. was working on a Mercury uh, deal. Right. With Jim Stewart and uh, Bobby Manuel. They never released that album, just the 45. Wow. Yeah.
0: And that tied you up so you couldn't sing the lead on Memphis, I'm Coming Home to You.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, but I don't know. I, I've also heard that they wanted a guy. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, I don't know. Andy says differently, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he said he wanted you. Best thing about uh, Memphis, I'm coming home to you, the first time I heard it, guess where I was?
1: Coming across, across that bridge. Exactly. Everybody exactly. Tells us listening
0: that.
2: to FM 100,
1: yeah. you know.
2: Hey, we've done the same thing. We've been coming across the bridge, coming back home, and here it we come back on, wow, yeah. and we heard it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is it, go, isn't that a charge oh,
2: hearing one of your songs oh on
0: the radio? Goodness, oh, my goodness, yeah. Wow, especially that song, huh? Yeah, but yes. then really
2: getting the true meaning of it
0: ourselves it was going oh my gosh this is great yeah that was a great song and and i had no idea until recently that it was gary guthrie that that kind of put the whole thing into motion but knowing him Mm -hmm. uh i I could believe it you know because of of some of the stuff that we did uh on the air at wrno i mean we had fun yeah and, and nobody knew what to expect next now i don't i don't know if you heard the andy black interview But he told Uh this great story, and so I want to get it from (laughs) y'all. Because when he told me, I took it as that was when y'all met, but it wasn't. It was just when you fell in
1: love. That's right. right. In the studio. We met at Shoe, uh but we were friends, but we didn't really uh, fall in love until... Working on that's right,
0: that the Memphis song. Mm-hmm. The Memphis By the way, Gary Guthrie says hello.
1: Well, tell well, him, he said hi hello. Him. He had some great that's lyrics in there I'm that we telling. just
0: Gary was uh, my very best friend in New Orleans when I was working down there, and he mm-hmm. was the program director of uh, W-R-N-O, the Rock of New Orleans, and I was the music director, and we were best friends. And uh-huh. uh, man, he did some amazing stuff there, yeah. and then came, I mean, he j- he's just a, a, an amazing, creative guy. Uh-huh. But I talked to him last night, and he, uh-huh. I told him that I was interviewing you, and uh, he said to make sure that I told you hello. Well, nice. That is great. I, and I saw Andy Black last night at Neal's, uh-huh. and he also wanted me to tell you hello. Yes. So we
1: love but, Andy.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. but so he's nice said that, that when he was out in the studio at Shoe and y'all were recording yeah. that he could see the sparks flying. <laughs> and so well. and, and unfortunately when the breaks were were playing now what years was that?
1: It was uh, very early eighty mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because seventy nine is was my daily Planet Shoe right, uh-huh. affiliation. Right. And yours too. Yep. And uh, that's when I met Pat. And uh, I told my friend John Paul, there is my future husband. No kidding. <laughs> did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I sure did. <laughs> wow. And I would tell Deborah, party that was the receptionist, Shoe, call me whenever he comes in. Wow. I wow. Yeah. I
0: saw her last night too. She's in town. She's tam. precious. Yeah, yeah. And
1: she won, you know. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: So so he was trapped and just didn't know it.
1: Huh. Uh, maybe. I think
2: no, because I was like it was meant to be like a few other things in my life, mm-hmm. God's thumb on me. Because literally I walked I already knew her, like like she said, we had written a little uh, bit with John Paul, and uh, at a few occasions had seen each other. But I remember walking into shoe and saying hello to a couple of the guys, and I walked out into the studio, and there was a booth there, and the light was on in the booth, and she was standing there with headphones on. Uh-huh. and she had her eyes closed, and she was going back and forth singing. and I remember my eyes coming out of my head. Yeah. I went, oh my gosh, who is that? <laughs> it's Suzanne, oh my gosh. I mean, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And why, I don't oh, that's know. So I mean, I already knew her, but it <clears throat> was just like, bam. Mm-hmm. And I knew I loved her right there on the spot. I remember that night, and then we... We kind of hung together a couple of times, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And that's when it really yeah, clicked. Yeah. That's right. That's when we knew it really clicked. Uh-huh.
1: That's right. Yep. Well, I'm
2: going to bring in the old times, the good old
0: times. That's
2: yeah, right. yeah. Well, see, I, I, when I was working at
0: Rock 103, Solomon, we did everything at Solomon Alpha. Oh, yeah. But that was in, um, let's see, 77, 78. Mm-hmm. And then I left. And mm-hmm. so when you, when the breaks happened, I was out of town, so I really didn't know about the breaks until I came back.
1: When We'd the call. breaks came out, I yeah. ran out to the car so I could hear. She wants you in the car, you
0: know. I had seen the the um, the single. With you reaching your hand across, yeah, or? Pat.
1: Yeah. and that, they had yeah. it backwards. That's, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and it was just like that was so cool. Yeah, you know, and, an and I'm like, uh, yeah, because I knew who Pat was, and I remember when I came back to town and I saw that, and I'm like, uh <laughs> who's th- who's the chick? <laughs> yeah. And I go, that's Pat's wife, and I said, no shit, <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like that would i don 't know it, uh, it would be impossible to work with you and, and not have somebody in the group fall in love with you, uh, but, uh, but I mean that was uh, but uh, man, that just like y'all you know the breaks were so good, and I just hated that i wasn 't here in town, you know mm-hmm. when I was in uh Las Vegas getting married and divorced in, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. a great band, yeah I it mean was we one. were inseparable mm-hmm. i mean we we sat around all day. Mm-hmm. Really, in the days when you would hang out and you would write right. all the time. But right. she's talking about the entire band, not just she. And no.
2: Right, right. The Coddles. Yeah. That, the yeah. Coddles yeah. and Tom, Tom Ward, Ward, Dan yeah. Ward. Uh-huh. And
1: I would cook dinner. And uh-huh. we would just sit there. Yeah. And Pat had, yeah, we had Paul and Shelby. They were yeah. little. Yeah. Uh-huh. Five and two.
0: Make sure you're with us next time for the conclusion of my conversation with Pat and Suzanne Jerome Taylor on Memphis Music Interview, Memphis Music History, told from the inside. I'm Mitch McCracken, and I hope to see you then. Memphis Music Interview is a
1: Get Crackin' production.